Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Pod Well Travelled. I'm Penny Thomas and the music that you can hear playing in the background is a song by Sergio Quarter called Buenos Aires. Um, we thought we'd include that one this week because today's episode is all about the capital of Argentina and the home of, or the hometown of Pope Francis, Buenos Aires. In the studio with me is our travel editor, Stephen Scalfield. Welcome, Stephen. Thanks very much. Nice to be here. Okay, so I know that you've visited Buenos Aires before. What do you think of the city? Uh, it's, a, it's a super city to spend, you know, two or three days in, easy to walk around, nice things to see, great architecture. But also it's kind of challenging in its politics and its interest in books and so on, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, And I must mention, just at the end of this episode, we will be playing uh, a little audio clip as well of some tango music. So keep around for that. Very appropriate. It is is the birthplace of tango. Exactly. Fantastic. And before that, I'll go into some fast facts just so people are aware of where we are and what we're talking about. So as I mentioned earlier, Buenos Aires is the capital of Argentina. It was founded in 1580 and it's located on the western shore of the Rio de la Plata. Um, or the River Plate on South America's southeastern coast. Um, It's often referred to as the Paris of South America, and that's because the architecture is really unlike any other city in South America, or really the world for that matter. Um, And most of the city's key architectural landmarks were built in the early decades of the 20th century when the city was on the verge of becoming a world-class economic and sort of cultural powerhouse. Um, But a lot has changed since then. Um, Soaring inflation rates and failed economic policies have been problematic for Argentina and its people. And in 2018, the country nosedived into an economic crisis um, that it unfortunately hasn't really recovered from. Um, And as such, a a lot of the wealth and optimism that once existed in Buenos Aires, it's taken a bit of a hit. Um, But despite that, people still come from near and far to visit the the capital of Argentina um, as it's a really beautiful part of the world and where you'll find plenty of fine food, fine wine and fine arts. So it's it's an interesting place. And I must admit that a lot of the people there are just football or soccer fanatics. Whilst I was there recently, um, I noticed there was lots of memorabilia of Diego Maradona and Lionel Messi. And of course, Argentina was the winner of the latest men's football world cup. And I don't know if um, a lot of our listeners will remember, but there was huge parties that went on for for weeks in Buenos Aires after they took out that spot. So, yeah, I guess that's a a little bit of an overview of what Buenos Aires is about. Um, It is a place that, yeah, I was was just there recently, only for a short time, though. Well, yeah, but given you've just back from there, perhaps you can tell us about your experience and how you made most of the time, because I say perhaps two or three days is, is a normal passing through time there. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a short time that I was there. So I was there in January, um, which is summertime, and the, and the weather was really beautiful. Um, it was my first time ever to visit Buenos Aires, and I'll admit that I probably was a bit cautious about what to expect. Um, as I, I was going to be there on my own, and I was there on my own, I didn't know where to go, what to do, and I probably was told by a few friends and family just to be a bit cautious about not taking anything too precious with me or wearing any expensive jewellery, which sort of made me a bit worried that am I going to a place that's quite dangerous all of a sudden? I felt a bit a bit nervous um, because I, I heard there was a lot of sort of pickpocketing and things. So 
I was online. TikTok was telling me that things were great and everything's fine. And then other platforms and forums were saying, you know, do this, do this, do that. So I was a bit unsure of how it would be. But in the end, I decided that because I was going to be there alone and I didn't want to just avoid all the the different areas and not see Buenos Aires for what it is, I decided to do a private tour Um, which I'm really happy that I ended up doing um, because it was able to fill my day. I got to see a lot of the city and learn about a lot of its sort of culture and history and all the different landmarks there that I wouldn't have otherwise uncovered. And once I did that tour as well, I actually realised that it is much safer than I probably was thinking about beforehand. And speaking with the guide, it really sort of reassured me as well. So I was really grateful I did that. It's a great way to get some grounding. Also, I mean, language is an issue which we'll talk about in a moment. But I think, mm. you know, and we talked about the security. It's not It's not an unsafe city. It's just the gold necklace slatching thing, which mm. is is sort of part of the th- – part of the scene there in a sense I suppose but yeah. I don't think it's unsafe I'm glad that you you had that tour it was an English speaking guide obviously and that really helps yeah yeah so I found this one online and I just sort of looked at a lot of the reviews as well and I saw that they they did do private tours in, in English it was a little bit more expensive than probably I'd wish to to pay for a tour but that was mostly because you can have a car carload of people when you do a private tour. So because it was just me on my own, I was paying for the, the whole sort of price. Sure. Um, whereas usually you could split that across, you know, yeah. four people. So how much roughly, how much would you pay? It was for around it? two, 230 Australian dollars, but it does yeah. go for over, you know, four and a half hours. There's a difference between price and value. That's good yes. value to get a really good grounding in the city, isn't it? Absolutely. And they pick you up, well, they picked me up from my hotel. So there was nothing that I had to really be worried about. And they dropped me back to my hotel as well, which I just thought was um, another added layer of safety not that I necessarily needed it then but I was unsure so until I really met um, my guide was called Anna so they sent me a lovely lovely lady who was uh, had an art history major and she was really knowledgeable and is from Buenos Aires obviously um, really knowledgeable about everything that we were seeing and looking at and going through but then she was also really honest with me about what areas to maybe just protect my bag more or things like that and that's obviously because in the really busy popular tourist areas you're always going to find people who are a bit opportunistic and if they see a phone that's easy to grab you know that can happen but I was fine and nothing nothing went missing off off me and my body so that was fine. (laughs) So tell us perhaps three things that Anna either told you or showed you yeah well there was actually quite a few things that we went and saw but because it was a short time that I was there I was I was was very happy so first thing we saw was the uh, Floralis Generica which is a big steel and aluminium sculpture Um, she actually didn't think that we were going to be able to see that oh and I probably should note that when you sort of meet up with um, your tour guide that in this style of tour, you can really craft it to the things that you want to see as well. So if you were a real, real big foodie, she might take you around to different food places and things like that. I wanted to get a general sort of overview of the city and, and what it was all about. So yeah. she was able to give yeah. me a really good oversight. So a lot of the things that I did see are just your typical tourist spots, but then there's yep. a few different places as well um, that we went to that were probably a little bit off the beaten track. Um, but the first one, yes, was the the steel sculpture, which Buenos Aires had a really bad storm in, in, in December 2023. So the sculpture was really badly ruined, um, which is a bit of a shame, but it was interesting to see it. It's it's a big flower sort of shape and it's not any particular flower at all. It just sort of, res- it's meant to resemble uh, all the flowers really. Um, and it was donated to the city of Buenos Aires by an Argentinian architect named Eduardo Catalano. And um, it was supposed to sort of reflect the dynamism of our time. So 
when my fall guide was showing me, she was like, I don't know what this means for the rest of history because she isn't sure when it will be fixed and, and put back together again. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting to see. And it's interesting to see the, the pictures of the sculpture beforehand and now seeing it where it is now. It's, it's a little bit mm. sadder, but it's also just what happens when yep. it's on a quite a hilly sort of area and the wind does blow there. And yep. Yeah. So, you're not far there from the City of Angels, from the cemetery, did you? Yeah, Recoleta. We went there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the cemetery there is um, fascinating. It's not your average uh, cemetery because there's no real sort of grassed areas or anything like that. It's quite, um, it's a lot of concrete and stone and things like that. Absolutely, but all of them have little stories behind them. So we, you could spend a whole day there. To be honest, if you had the time, you could really walk around. And but it was good having a guide with me to sort of show me the different Muslims and all those sorts of things and and their stories behind them. Of course, is there exactly? Yes. So there's fascinating stories behind a lot of them, and and even the 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 president after yeah, was there as well. Right. So that's that's, right. But um, from there, we went to the Rose Gardens in Palermo, which are beautiful. Yep. Um, they've also got a Japanese garden there, which is really quite large as well and spectacular. I really like just seeing everyone having picnics and drinking a drink, which is called mate. Um, it's really, it's a popular drink to have with friends and loved ones. They drink it through this sort of metal straw, straw and it's, they sort of give their tea leaves to the next person and it goes around and around and around. Huge cultural thing, isn't but, it? Yeah. Have your mate cup with you. Everyone's yeah. got, it's almost like a little thermos they carry with them all the yeah. time which is yeah really great to see cool. um so i liked seeing that and we also went to a market in san telmo which was an indoor market with lots of food meat is really big over there barbecue that sort of stuff so it was nice to see that they also have a big sort of italian influence so lots of italian yeah. food lots of pastries you preempted me i was going to get right into <laughs> food now how many empanadas can you eat that's the question oh, I could, yeah that, i mean i really liked just having the the steak and things like that that yeah. they are so well fantastic known. Produce yeah. yeah. Um, but even if you are a vegetarian, there are options there. I think you, it would be you'd have to do your research about where to go and what to find and just to make sure. Mm. And obviously, if you don't speak Spanish, to, to have a translator or Google sort of app with you. Interesting with Spanish that you bring that up because English is not as quite as prevalent as we might expect. Mm. Did you find that? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that there would be more people that spoke English um, and that wasn't really the case. It's not a huge barrier. Um, It's just... I think you could get frustrated if you were um, expecting people to, to speak English. I mean, in the hotels and things like that, generally mm. there are people yeah. that, that yeah. will, but around and about in Buenos Aires, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. as common as I would have thought. So now I've dragged you off. Let's carry on with the food and let's round off with what about desserts? Yes. Okay, oh. so they have the Dolce de, yeah. de Leto, I think it is, which is a sort of like caramelly, chocolatey thing that they actually put on everything, but you can get it in a lot of different sort of pastries and um, churros and things like that and I'm not a big sweet tooth I have to admit that but one morning at breakfast um, there was actually a tiny little jar with this in it and dessert for breakfast I just had to try it on I my like croissant and it was it's really nice yeah yeah um, and yeah they're, they're big on desserts and treats and mm. things like that there and that's great because they've got lots of cafes and things that are around that you can sort of pop into have a mate or a coffee and, and a little it, sweet treat well it's you, you mentioned you know the, the Paris of sort of South America mm. and it does have that European feel of almost Vienna with cakes and desserts and some of those little cafes do feel like that don't yes. they? the cafe scene's fantastic yeah and it's it's bustling as well like there's a lot of people around and it feels 
the vibe feels really nice. I really liked it and I'm really happy that I got to see it as well. And I think maybe in summer it, yeah. it does feel very fun and, yeah, and lively. I agree. And yeah, I agree. But, you know, it is a city with a life of the mind. You know, it's, it's an intellectual, political place. Yes. And, of course, their love of books, actual printed books. You see young people sitting in parks reading printed books. Yeah, yeah. And you must have felt that yourself yes printed books newspapers I, yeah what you're saying about them they're, they're an intellectual bunch i think the argentinians they really are and you can see that just in the way they sort of approach life as well they really understand what what life is and and i guess the deeper meaning as well mm. um and i really have to say that there's a great bookshop that everyone should go to which is um oh, it's something called something the splendid but Atel, it's a, yes, splendid. that's, that's yeah, it it's fantastic. my spanish old is theater. very bad but it's yes, an old, old theater, theater. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic i think it's the second largest bookstore in the world Correct. um but it's a spectacular place a lot of the interior is still intact right. and on the stage there's a bar that you can then bring down your book and you can have a drink and if you can read spanish then it would be great yeah. a great spot to, to yeah. read i think buenos aires still has the greatest number of bookshops per capita in the world of wow. any city in the world so yeah it's a real part of the scene now can i drag you back something more practical just paying for things because we've talked about the inflation rate and i mean the last couple of years have been devastating Mm. in argentina um just generally paying for things cards cash how do you get cash using the dollar Tell us about how you went. Yeah, so it's an important question because it, it can create a lot of confusion at times. Um, first of all, I'll note that things are, are relatively cheap there. So when you are eating out and um, having a big meal, it, it is it's worth it because it's it's quite cheap in comparison to other capital cities around the world. So that's something worth noting. But before I landed in Argentina, I did get US dollars out in Perth actually before I left. So I tried to do that just so it was easy. Then once I got to Argentina, I wanted to change my money over. And in Buenos Aires, I asked the the people at the hotel desk where to go just because they tend to be able to put you in the right direction. It's a very good idea. And um, they actually were able to exchange my dollars there. So I don't know if the rate was the best. I think it was about 9% if that makes any sense or 0.9 yep. um, when some other days I know that other people were getting 8.5 or 8 so it, it does fluctuate on different days um, but for me I felt like I, it was fine the deal that I got on the day it's a bit shocking though when you get say 200 US dollars converted into the Argentine sort of pesos because you get all this cash all of a sudden there's a lot of cash that you yeah, get for a lot to work out yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so you kind of feel like you've got all this this money but it it, it you just have to remember to tip people the right amount and, and eventually it will go down. So I found that that was fine. In terms of credit cards and things like that, I used a Wise travel card, which is um, a visa. So that always has worked for me in, in different yep. destinations and, yep. and it worked again here. Um, I think my I've heard other people having problems with MasterCard in different situations. So that's absolutely. something to be cautious yeah, of. Absolutely correct. Yep. Um, but in general, it was fine. The, the the confusion really comes with the whole blue dollar and getting the right deal. And it's it's all caused by the soaring inflation. And I think at the end of the day, if you've got US dollars still on you and say if you're getting a lift to the airport and you need to pay for that, US dollars isn't going to be rejected by the person that's driving you. If anything, that it might even be right. pre- preferred. So it's right. good to have both currencies yep. um, and just to be able to be safe yep. and make right. sure because these people are, are really hardworking as well and it's not their fault that the, the situation is how no. it is. So I mean, 100% inflation in a year is just devastating for families, tour guides, people like that. Exactly. We should probably explain that the blue market there is 
it's almost official. They don't like the phrase black market, but mm. it, it's essentially the black market, but they don't like that term, so they call it the blue market, which as you, you can go out and change your dollars probably for a slightly better rate, but it is, mm. it's a slightly fraught business. I think the way you did it is right. Yeah. And I think to tell the audience that it's actually very easy, do it at the hotel, take dollars, use your wise card, which, as yeah. you say, is, is a very good way of doing it. And just be prepared to tip and your your whole time will be a lot better. Yeah, exactly. And you will notice there are actually people on the streets if you are walking around yelling out this different stuff. And um, I was told that that's people just showing where you can go to these underground sort of subways where they do have exchanges where apparently you will get really good rates. And I was like, oh, that seems a bit dodgy. But apparently it's really yeah, it's safe. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't go on my own. I have, I have. I do do that. Yeah. You know, and I do shop around for the rate, but it's it's – it's it feels slightly fraught and i do think for people just visiting for a short time what you did is is the best way to do it yeah i agree cool cool so likes and dislikes yes my favorite part um favorite parts well i really like doing the tour i have to admit that it was a, a, just a yep. really nice way to see the city in a short amount of time i loved how there is so much you can learn about buenos aires as well because there is so much history but if you don't necessarily know or have someone with you that can tell you those things it would be really hard to to unpack what is around you and and take in all the sort of beauty that is there. Um, the Plaza de Mayo is one of my favourite spots, just walking yeah. around there, which is one of the main sort of squares. The architecture is really, it's really beautiful. It's it's worth going just to see the buildings and how they're sort of, they're really well preserved. Um, so yeah, that also just sometimes maybe scratch my head because Argentina just feels like such, or Buenos Aires especially, feels like such a, an amazing place that I just don't know how the inflation issue has, has become so apparent. And I, it sort of breaks my heart that that's the case because it, it feels like it still should be thriving and these people should really yeah. be benefiting off all of that as well. Um, Interesting you say that because honestly, it's been breaking my heart for 20, 30 years. I feel the same as you. It's like, why doesn't this why doesn't it work? Mm. And it is this politics, it is this engagement, you know, and um, it is almost the intellectuality of mm. the place that, you know, everyone's so engaged, but it's confusing, isn't it? I find it's confusing anyway. I yeah, say. yeah. Um, and then the dislike is only the yeah, the confusing aspect of the, the exchange rates and the lack of Spanish that I have um, because – it was the, the English isn't as common as I probably yeah. thought, but that's really on me. So it's just, it goes again that you should have a Google yeah. Translate app and that really helps. Fantastic. Well, I commend you. It's, it's great to play out with tango because Argentinian tango, and particularly the tango you hear in Buenos Aires, really does sum up a lot of the things that we've been talking about, the, the intellectual, deep, emotional nature of the place. So it's mm. very appropriate. And the contrast, I guess, the dynamics yeah. that you'll hear. And the contrast yeah. and the drama, you know. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, well, you can uh, stay up to date with all of our stories at thewest.com.au forward slash travel. And we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thanks, Penny.